0: God, we come to you this morning. We come full and and just mixed with emotions. We come with gratitude. We come with heavy hearts. We come knowing that it is you that fills us, that you guide us and you lead us, and you give us what we need so that we can take each step every day. So Lord, as we uh, gather and we spend this time together, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So a word came to me uh, this morning, just uh, as I was thinking about uh, this message and and moving forward in uh, the beginning of our our stewardship uh, series. And that word was remember. Today is a day that we remember. And I thought that was fitting for the start of our stewardship time because those that we honor this morning, and for those that we honor in our hearts, we know that they were good stewards that they gave of themselves, that they they knew how important the church was for them. Not not so that we can gather and not so that we can be a part of, of something on Sunday mornings because they knew that as the church, we have a mission, a mission that goes on way beyond ourselves. So, when I was thinking about the passage that we would use uh, a few, several months ago, the one that came up was a scripture from Mark chapter 6. And, and you may wonder, how in the world does this scripture guide us or, or, or lead us to, to remember? Well, you'll, you'll see because what the disciples did and what the disciples gave was just this, this little bit and they didn't think it was enough. And I know if we had the opportunity to ask those that we remember, and the loved ones around us, we would ask, how did your loved one feel? And they would say, they didn't give, they, they would say that they didn't do that much. But my friends, the little that our loved ones have done has impacted the lives of many. And the and message of what, what, what Christ has given us through this scripture is, is to for us to remember that, that the little that we do, the little that we have, makes a huge impact for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So now that I'm done with all that blubbering, let us now move on to our scripture from Mark chapter six, and I'm not starting at verse 30. I believe I'm starting at verse 34. Jesus has already uh, met with his disciples. They're trying to get away to a a deserted place. And when they get there, they they realize that people have spied on them. And and they know that this is where Jesus is going. So they're they're going to meet with him and they're going to, to, to try to get more from him. And what Jesus says, he says, these are like sheep without a shepherd. And they are coming to their shepherd. And he starts teaching. And and he starts sharing with them. And then as the scripture picks up, it was growing late. So his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place. And the hour is now late. Send them away to go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus answers, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Well, we have five and, and two fish. Then he commanded them to all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down by groups, by hundreds and by fifties, and then taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, one of the uh, challenges when we pick a familiar scripture is that most of the time, because I know that I've done this plenty of times whenever I go to conferences or anything, and, and the speaker starts talking about a scripture that we all know, we go, All right. What can we get out of this? What, what kind of, what's new? What, what is God speaking fresh into this passage? This, this scripture is one of the few that is written in every single gospel account. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we, we see this passage because I think it's, it's, it's a key passage for us. Not because it's a feeding miracle. But, but it is a picture for us on how the kingdom of God is made real for those who were there around the Sea of Galilee. It, this isn't a, a, a food miracle. This is a miracle to show that God's kingdom has come and God's kingdom is available for all of God's people. Now, you may wonder, Chris, how how can you see this? It's because, well, because Jesus is, is, is giving the disciples a command. And that command is the same command that he passes on to each and every one of us. Now, the command is you give them something to eat. And you go, Chris, how, how are you saying this is not about food? Well, the parable, the, the, the miracle is about food, but Jesus is talking way more about food. Jesus is talking about community. Jesus is talking about love. Jesus is talking about hope. The hope that we have knowing that this is not it. That there is more for us to experience. And I'm not talking about like our loved ones who have passed going on to heaven. They, they are expen- experiencing something so great and so powerful. But what God is calling us here and now is to remind us that the kingdom is already here. And we are called to share that kingdom and to make that kingdom come as we pray in the Lord's Prayer here on earth as it is in heaven. You give them something to eat. You give them the kingdom. But if you're like me, there are times that we don't think we have enough. There is absolutely no way in the world that we can give the world what it needs. That problem comes when we live a life of scarcity and not of generosity. That time comes when we take a look at what we have and and, and we hold on to it as tight as we can because we feel like it is all we have. So we don't want to give. And I'm not talking about financial stuff. I'm talking about just of ourselves. How many times have we been burned in relationships? How many times when we have so freely given of ourselves just to be slapped away or, or made to feel like what we have is not worthy? But Jesus calls us again, and he says, you give them something to eat. I don't care how many times you get slapped down. You have a gift that is to be shared with the world so people can come to know who I am through you. You may hold on as tight as you can, but Jesus lifted and stretched out his arms for each and every one of us so that we may freely receive his grace in our lives. You know, I found this, uh, I saw this come across my Facebook timeline, and I quickly jotted it down because I thought it really talked about our message today. It was a little meme that said, We f- tend to forget that happiness doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have, but rather of recognizing and appreciating what we do have. I'll say that one more time. I forgot to put it up on the screen, but it says, we tend to forget that happiness doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have, but rather of recognizing and appreciating what we do have. We look at happiness as this, you know, if I have this one more thing, I'll be happy. If I have this one more thing, I'll, you know, if I can just get a better car, if I can get a better house, if I can just hit my sale numbers just right, you know, If if I could just pass one more test, I'll be just happy. No. When we start wanting things outside of us to make us happy, we lose the point. What makes us happy is what God has already given to us the relationships, the love, the care, the, the gifts that we have. And when we take the opportunity to share those things generously, we can then feel the love and grace of God's power. Jesus tells the disciples and he tells us to use what you have. What gifts do you have that you can use to help build the kingdom? What what gifts do you have to allow people to see Christ full in your life? Because the example of that we have in this passage, is that the disciples weren't given just enough to take care of the crowd. There was leftovers. 12 baskets of leftovers, which that shows, you know, God will continue to give. God will continue to pour out his love on us. And so we just raise up our hands and we receive it, and then we pass it on to others. One thing that I do know, and the loved ones that we remember this morning, help show this, that whatever we do, we can never outgive God. There's nothing that we can do to outgive God because God gives us everything over and over again. Just like the hymn says, new every morning, his mercies I see. All that we want, all that we need, Christ gives us daily. We just open our hands and we receive it. That's why we celebrate communion today. Because communion is a reminder that we come to this table. And, and there are two things that happens when we come to this table. First, we come and we say, God, I am giving all of myself to you today. All that I am, when I I come to this table and I I lift up my hands to receive the bread and and I dip it into the cup, I am saying, God, here I am. All of me. But there's a better thing that happens when we come to the table. When we come to the table, Christ says, Here I am. Here I am for you in in the breaking of the bread, in in the pouring of the cup, I extend to you my grace. And the good news, my friends, is that God's grace will never run out. No matter how much we try, no matter if we think that we're using grace upon grace and, and we're about to run out, the good news is that God always has more grace for you. So my friends, today when you come to the table, today when you when you lift your hands to receive, give thanks. Give thanks for those loved ones we have in our hearts. Give thanks for the love that, that Jesus has given for us as he died and was buried and was raised again. Give thanks that we have a community and a place where we can grow in our faith but then go out and share that faith with others. Let us pray. Oh God, on this All Saints Day, on this day that we remember those that we love. We remember their example of how they gave, how they loved, how they proclaimed Christ in their lives. Guide us and lead us so that in all that we do, when we honor our loved ones, We remember and we honor you. Help us to know that you have given us what we need, not just enough to get by this day, but your mercies are new every day. And you pour that love and grace out on us so that we can then share that love with others. And we pray this. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.